Welcome to episode 63 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me demonstrating maximum competence and expressing a near maniacal desire for fair play at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris, Two on Three pod co host, which is the way I quickly refer to him as an easy way to save time and words. Where can we find you not waste time, say lot word when few word do trick, Chris? Uh, you lost me. <laughs> anyway, you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter, where I find myself having to defend people like putting eggs on burgers. That's, there's some bad opinions out there in the world. That was, <laughs> I was like, do I really have to defend this? Like every gourmet burger served in this day and age has an egg on it. And all of a sudden Nate Silver says it doesn't belong on a burger ever. I'm like what? What? Huh? A perfectly anyway. cooked fried egg on a on a otherwise well garnished hamburger is a welcome treat. It's like a dream. I I I'm of the mind that a fried egg on pretty much any meat product pretty much elevates the meat product. So it certainly doesn't take anything away. Yeah, it's a happy yeah. thing. All right, fools. <laughs> <laughs> well, interact with the show at, on Twitter at two on three pod or hit us up via email at hello, hello. at two on three pod dot com. You know how much we love to hear from you. This week, we were talking about maybe my favorite topic, the general decline of modern society. <laughs> the pillars of academia have been rocked to their very core by the crushing weight of privilege, and we're here to sift through the rubble for meaning. Our theme for the night is adults today, and uh, you know, why are they the worst? So I'll start in segment one with a quick recap of the week, because I don't even know what people are doing these days, and I need Chris to talk me out of the tree. In segment two, we'll dig into the college admissions scandal, scandal, which I was very pleased to learn the FBI referred to as Operation Varsity Blues. Even though that's a high school reference, it's a high school reference. I don't, yeah, I don't know. They, I think they were just searching for stuff. But I good know. for good for Vanderbeek for chiming in appropriately on this whole deal. <laughs> if only there was some quote that they could tell you about how they didn't want to follow in your footsteps. Seriously. And finally, in segment three, we'll talk about what it takes to become an adult as we talk about the trailer for Good Boys and some of our favorite coming-of-age movies. Dejatwa features a guest, a guest appearance. I don't know why I went guest appearance there. <laughs> Got a little sideways on okay. my side. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of talking today, and my voice is a little worn out. Uh, so a guest appearance from a popsicle stick. Dad joke. Oh, man. <laughs> and in the OT. What, we, you didn't have any Bazooka Joe lying around? Oh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll check in on uh, live action Aladdin. So this is the part where I generally ask you a question that leads to an anecdotal prologue. But tonight, segment one is a bit like lots of anecdotes pulled together into evidence. So uh, let's do the show. Got it, Let's do it. All right. So segment one, we are going to talk about adult incompetence. So for, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I've said like, I think high school should teach less academics and, and more life skills. Um, I don't actually think classroom learning matters that much unless you're invested. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute with old Olivia Jade and Aunt Becky. Um, and I don't know if it's like the newfound boldness of idiots, given the tone of like our leadership or, or what, but I swear people are getting worse at life all the time. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even going to blame it on current leadership. I think we've been trending this way for a good long while in terms of people's just willingness to, in, to, to just be wrong and then when they're obviously proven wrong they they freak out it's not even that it's the it's the 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 complete comfortable like that people are completely comfortable being like oblivious and then rude about their own obliviousness so like right. it's, it's not even about fact oriented aspects just like the like hey i've called your attention to a mistake you made and your response is to tell me to go fuck myself right and <laughs> and and even one of the most popular comedians working today, Sebastian Maniscalco, his whole bit is this bit. Like, aren't you people embarrassed? That's right. his whole, yeah. Do you, what is going on with you people? We don't know what, I, what are you doing? Right? I, want, I mean, this is the whole, and I get this all the time too. I just don't know what happened. What happened to, like, just sort of stoicism? And just, you know, getting through what you got to get through in your day. It's, but now you have to share this with me, like, 24, like, strangers have to share shit with you. 
<laughs> right? There's this woman at work who broke down her entire like last four years of her dating, and I it was the very first conversation I've ever had with her. It was it was crazy. I don't know. I, I, it's like, what compels you to... Just, why don't you just suck this up? I, why are you sharing this with me? I'm a total stranger. I don't get it. What are people doing? Well, beyond that, too, it's it's almost like people are just bad at, like, at shit. Like, just life things. Like, right. you know, I'm not a patient person, obviously. And so my threshold for this is probably much lower than most people's, I guess. Because nobody else seems to be walking around just seething mad at everyone else around them all the time like I am in general. Um, but you know, you see a lot of takes on the internet talking about how millennials are now adults and they say adulting and they're being all cutesy about it. And I mean like now adults, first of all, like I was born in 1979, which means I think I missed the cutoff by like three years or something. So I'm technically still Gen X, like latter day Gen X. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, so, but millennials as they are defined are now like 35. So like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Um, um, but I don't actually, so I don't see a common age thread in the anecdotes I wanted to share with you about the week I had. Everyone involved in my anecdotal evidence in my, in my very scientific study was clearly older than 40. So I got a couple of different examples for you of just people being bad at life. All right. So first of all, it was parents day at the, uh, kids soccer day, kids soccer class. It's the, uh, the arena sports, little kickers. I don't need to hide it. There's many of them right. there in the area. Um, and well, first of all, hashtag sidebar right off the bat. Uh, it was interesting for me as clearly the most skilled parent in the group. Got it. <laughs> to decide how hard to like play in the like the adult versus kids scrimmage and the little cone kicking games we were playing. Sure. I was trying to definitely take a back seat, but if let's say the ball just kind of squirted out in the open, I definitely ran onto it and slotted into the goal. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I have to. I can't yes. help it. I completely agree that you should have. Um, but I basically decided to kind of the same way I train with the kids in the backyard, which is I'm kicking it hard at you, but on the ground, right? Like I'm putting some stink on it, but the ball's never going to leave the ground. I did get one about an inch off the ground though. And it really tangled up in this little girl's legs. And she's like, ow. (laughs) And her mom's standing next to me. And I'm like, oh, well, sorry. She goes, she's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is kind of how we all feel right now as soccer parents. When you're like, there's a lot of whining sometimes. And you're just like, come on, we're here to play sports. Part of playing sports is sucking it up. Right, and but I mean, it's not really set up that way, and maybe sports in general isn't set up that way for kids anymore. This whole idea of sucking it up is very foreign. It really is to to a lot of people, including adults. Well, I weigh at us right off the bat, but what I found was interesting is that we played a lot of little games, and most of the games had very simple rules: kick these cones down before the kids score in the goals, and don't go over the circle. And it was interesting to me to watch the parents who either weren't listening to the instructions or just don't give a shit about what the instructions are. Like, I'm just going to run right into the circle. I'm going to kick the ball wherever I want. I'm not going to like get engaged with the game. Get like, take one second and learn what the rules are so that you can, I don't know, model this for your children. Exactly. Like pay attention and follow the rules. Like I'm watching you. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't just be the guy that does whatever you want. <laughs> yes, that that just burns that that chaps my ass so badly. I, and then on the way home, sorry, go ahead. Like, this is this isn't an opportunity for you to either win or or whatever. Just play by the rules so that your children can learn to play by the rules. I mean, now granted, if you're if you're doing some other things like artistically or whatever, break the rules. But sports is an agreement between people, right? And in that agreement. They're still breaking the rules. Just that doesn't make any sense to do it. There's well, no. He wasn't like no, cheating. No it wasn't like this. It wasn't like the spirit of the game. He was breaking the rules. And he was getting, gaining some advantage. It was just oblivious moronicism. Right. Which is what I'm <laughs> saying is the. I mean, in breaking the rules by not listening the, to the rules. I mean, again, you're not yeah. modeling good behavior for your children who are who you're paying a decent amount of money to be in this class. Indeed. So then on the way home. There's like a fender bender on the road, like in front of us. Cars, I see the cars kind of back end pop up. It's real clear that they got in a car accident. This is a three lane road. It's not complicated to get out of the road. Like they, so there's no urgency whatsoever. I mean, it's a busy street and there's just zero urgency whatsoever for these two people to get their cars out of the fucking road. 
And I honestly wanted, if my kids weren't in the car, I think I rolled the windows down and scream at them because I'm like trying to get around them and they're in the way. They're sort of just milling around. It, it's a very minor accident. It's just go around they the corner. They couldn't have pulled. You, you There's pull a over gas first. gas station right there. Well, you pull over first to, before you assess the damage. You don't assess the damage right in the middle of the they street. They literally stopped and there was like, it was a fender bender. So I get it if it's a violent accident. Yes, you have to stop. Yeah, and like, like, yeah if smoke or shit yeah, is pouring out of your functional. car. Right. If your car is not functional, obviously it stays. But if someone taps you on the... If someone taps you on the on the on the street, yes. you pull over and then you assess the damage from the shoulder. This is not was, this is not difficult. One of the three lanes is a turn lane, and it was empty. And they could have literally just pulled over into the turn lane, put their flashers on, and then people who wanted to turn would have known not to get in the turn lane until they passed the car accident. But no, they're in the center lane, and they all just stop. And it's like uh, the racist Chinese fire drill. I don't know if there's another name for that, but I don't want to say Chinese fire drill. <laughs> I, I, I know it just bet. It's fine. It's fine it's, with me. Yeah, well, it's not fine with me. <laughs> oh, so that was annoying. And I'm just like, I, what adults don't know that the first job, your first job is to stop obstructing traffic? No, well, this is the, I think the, if we're, if we're digging down to root cause, it just becomes this idea that I'm the center of the universe. It really, it's nuts. Like it's, it really is nuts. There's like almost no consideration for other people, and I tend to be very considerate. Yes, uh, because I'm a bigger dude. And listen, and if I decided I didn't want to move, I could walk down the sidewalk and knock over every fucking person, like that I see on a daily basis. Yeah, like, but but no, I mean I tend to be considerate. I tend to be the person who. Defers. I tend to be, you know, I don't know if that, I don't know if that comes from the fact that I've always sort of been bigger and stuff than my friends, that I was always more, more the protector guy than the bully. I mean, like, I guess people come out one of two ways, right? You're either a bully about it or, you know. Maybe you fall know. on the I, other side. I of think it. you can be both. You can vacillate. Yeah, yeah depending upon the. But on a day to day basis, if sure. I I find myself the Your other nature. weekend walking through the airport, I find that I'm I had to you know when I have to put my shoes back on, I go all the way to the wall. Oh yeah. And I no find idea. a and I find a place and I and I get my my shit together. I don't get my shit together in the middle of the walkway. Now I and now I've gotten to the age, and I've said this before on the show, where I just now I just point it, I call it out. I'm just like, this is not the place to do that. Like I just loudly, like I just keep moving, but like, and then I don't yeah. like get into a confrontation, but I just loudly correct the behavior, and whether or not it, it has any effect, it doesn't matter. It makes me feel better, and I want everyone else to know that I know that this is bullshit. This guy right here <laughs> is doing some bullshit, and you all need to know about it. Right, right, and that's the, uh, you know, and. It's funny that you mentioned the sports thing because um, years ago, I mean, 20 years ago, my buddy Simon and I decided we were two young single guys and uh, we decided we would uh, volunteer to coach some Little League. Mm, sounds like hell. So, no, oh, there was 10-year-old kids and it was the kids were great. All right, I'm not fun. even near to done with this, so right. <laughs> go ahead and they tell were, your story. I mean, they were, they were kids. The kids were, they were good kids. They, sure. they tried hard, but the fucking parents, are you kidding me? Yes. They're just the worst. They drove us. They literally drove us off. They drove. Right. They drove us off. It was like, I don't know what you people want. I mean, your kids are, your kids are playing little league. I don't know what you want from us. We're just two guys. We're teaching them to play the game fairly. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want us to do. You want yeah. us to, to yell at the umpires? There, it was. It was the most. It was a very. It was very. I can I get worked up about it just thinking about <laughs> it. Getting, I can't. I can't speak in full sentences anymore. I'm getting angry. <laughs> well, the last one I had of things that happened to me last week. Um, I was in a large room of, of many professionals having a briefing. Right, we were. There was probably fifty people in this room, and there was five speakers, like a panel. And the chairs are uncomfortably close together, like they always are in these stamp situations. I don't understand. It's like. Can you not just... The chairs do not need to be touching. Like, it's not... <laughs> Whoever set up this room, you can use, like, maybe the two-finger rule. Just two fingers in between each chair would be plenty. I'll tell you what. My hell is would be sitting in those hotel chairs that clip together on the sides. Oh, God. That's my hell. It's the worst. Those banquet chairs. Those yeah. God... Oh, those, they suit terrible. So, the and there's not that much space. Between, whatever. The chairs are too close together. And the man behind me 
wearing a suit, very professional, fully gray hair, just to give you some perspective on his self-centeredness, um, kicked my chair in some form or fashion, kicked the legs of my chair 15 times in an hour. Just, After, just, just shuffling himself or just... Whatever he was doing back there. I don't whatever, know. He, kept, he just kept booting your chair. <laughs> I tur- I did the sort of like 180 degree look like uh-huh. back a couple of times. And then I scooted my chair forward and away from him uh-huh. three separate times. And I don't think it was until the third time where I like moved it like six inches that I think he got the message. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like sitting in an airplane with a six-year-old behind me. Right. But you're a 50-year-old man. You just don't know that you're kicking my goddamn chair. I'm losing my mind. I want to be clear that uh, 50 isn't that old. <laughs> I didn't say he was old. I said he was 50 years old. <laughs> well, you said he was gray-haired, and then you made My some... point is that he's not some rude millennial. <laughs> 50 isn't that old. No. Just saying. Well, the last thing I have to say about this this topic in general is that the last thing that happens every week. Segment one, Ty just needs to get some shit had, off of I his had, I chest. Just, it was a bad week, dude. People were just making me fucking crazy. I'm just like, why don't you know how to act like an adult? The things that you say, and I advise anyone who works in a professional capacity with any kind of conferencing technology that listens to this podcast, take this to heart. The things that you say about your struggles with the conference technology when you're having issues with it are very telling. And you should just say, I'm, it's not working. I'll keep trying. Let's continue. Don't say anything else. Don't say anything that starts with, for some reason. Right. <laughs> Don't get weird about the mute settings of the call when you joined it because right. you didn't realize you were muted or whatever. You're, just The point is... You've made a mistake. No one needs to know what it was. Let's just move on. Yeah. Or this 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 is a this is a fine move. Oh, oh, sorry. I started talking, but I was on mute. What I said was, yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, don't say uh, I don't know what Skype is doing right now. Oh. That's like what I know what it's doing. <laughs> it's it's working. Yeah. You're the one who's not working. Well, for some reason, I can't share this content in this way. I'm like, okay, yeah, for some reason. Sure. <laughs> I know the reason. There's an order of operation. We want you to practice it a couple of times in a non-performance environment. <laughs> but I guess that's what life is, you know, mostly people being bad at stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I think that this is back to our original point. It was like, why can't people just admit that, like, they don't get it? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm having trouble sharing this. I, I don't really know how to, I don't really understand how this works well enough. I mean, that's all you have to say. Well, don't say that. When you recognize the problem, fix it. Or don't you, just keep but, going from conference call to conference call not right. knowing how to do no, it. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, you should fix it. But yeah. what I'm saying is, what happened to your ability to just say, what happened to people's ability to say, oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Or, oh, I'm sorry that uh, I just don't understand this very well. I should probably get some help before I do this the next time. I mean, what is wrong with that? What, where, did we, where, did we, where did we lose our ability to just admit that we're at fault here? I mean, no one's suing you. Maybe it's like the overall litigiousness of society. No one Maybe. wants to, no one wants to admit fault. fault. But why can't you just say... Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Or I was screwing around, I wasn't listening. <laughs> so sorry, yeah. you know, there's just there's just instead of, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you when you just spoke. Yeah, you couldn't? I know what you were doing. You're jacking around on your phone on the other end of this on the other end of this flick I get it. Just say just say you were jacking around and you weren't listening. Well, what I say is it's a lot of times I'll just be like, I'm sorry, I was reading something and I should give you my full attention. Can you please repeat that for me? And I apologize because I that's shouldn't have been f- doing whatever I was right. doing. That's a fine thing to say, but yes. people just don't want to do this anymore. People just in, in refuse to admit any sort of guilt or wrongdoing or just, again, any sort of any sort of just polite manners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, oh, excuse me. It, there's What happened to that? What happened to, oh, just excuse me? Or, I don't know. It, it's all ridiculous. I credit my well-adjusted approach to admitting when I'm wrong to a conversation you and I had in the office one time, um, fairly shortly into my tenure, uh, when I was reporting to you, you had some feedback for me and there were reasons why whatever happened had happened. And I was kind of relating the story to you and you were, you, you were very clearly and said, you know, I understand all that stuff, but ultimately none of that matters. And when I tell you something like this, instead of telling me the reasons why it happened, just say, 
okay, I apologize, and I won't let it happen again. And that changed my entire outlook on handling feedback in the workplace for like the rest of my career. So thanks. Oh, glad I glad I could be of help. Yeah, but it's true. That's I think, a, but you, but that, that's, you also set me on this path of no patience because now I'm like, why can't you just fucking admit you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I still have to be patient with people, but I just I I'm constantly staring into their skulls and just trying to look. It's like where where did you? You know what? Where did you fall off the rails? I think that we do we do have this high level of debate culture these days. Yeah, I mean, people want to be right. It's oh hot, no, you know, nothing the, is known anymore. Everything is now up for de- yeah. Like in the hot take factory of the the world, I think. But I have fun with the hot take factory. I don't really take it very seriously. But so many people just want to be in there and right the first time, and I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't. I never expect myself to be right the first time. Right. And, um, and I think that, uh, and I think people just sort of expect the things that they say right off the cuff to be law <laughs> or to be the most right thing they ever said. Uh, it's like, that's, uh, it's like, oh, that's the most right thing I've, that's ever been said about this subject. It's like, no, not really. You should probably think it through. No, yeah. I know. And then just parent, really the problem is parenting from what I see, um, you know, having done the soccer thing and watching the adults obviously break the rules, but also a couple of weeks I tweeted about a couple of weeks ago I tweeted about the fact that one of the hardest things about getting involved in youth sports is like not acknowledging to the parent of the shithead kid that their kid's a shithead. <laughs> and so in during the parents' day, the, the shithead kid was running amok as usual. But this time the dad is actually on the field and is welcome on the field, and it's not up to the coaches. Did he engage and stop the shithead kid from acting like shithead? No, sir, he did not. What did he do? What was he doing out there if, he's, if not to curb his child's shit behavior? He just let the coaches deal with it as if he just wasn't his responsibility. Listen, I tell my kids when we go out, yeah. it's like you're not representing just yourself. You're representing Team Villasenor. Well, most likely the dad is a shithead. <laughs> and, if you, and if you're wilding around and I tell you to stop and you don't, bad things are going to happen to you. Right Very on. I tell my things. kids all the time, you're not in trouble for what you did. You're in trouble for not stopping when I told you to stop. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't care that you were doing jumping on the couch or even if you were like doing something bad. Like the problem is that when I said stop, you just continued. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we now we have a problem. <laughs> well, parenting finally leads us right into segment two because we're going to talk about Operation Varsity Blues. And, you know... A story like this, I think, is it's usually too mainstream for us. And in fact, I do feel like all the takes have been taken just 48 hours later. Right. Um, but the rich tapestry here was simply too much to ignore. Oh, it's 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 an amazing story, and there are, like I said, there are just too many. It's you finding a need. There's the operation. I mean, all the details that went into this. The, <laughs> it's so the crazy. People, the more you learn about it, the crazier it gets. The people at the key. Or who that the organization yeah, yeah. that was that was the that was setting prep. all the, that was <laughs> setting it all up. I mean, let's be honest; it's pretty genius. I mean, they they did a lot of hard work. I mean, they they networked. They did, did you all see the like things. the excerpt about uh, the the front door or the back door and how I've created the, the side door? Yes. So for yes. anyone who didn't read the story, front door is regular admissions. The back door is institutional advancement, basically a large enough grant that you your child gets just guaranteed a spot. Um, and then the side door is. Instead of just asking a friend of a friend in the admissions office, it's to do this, which is to sort of falsify the entire admissions process, but bribe your way in from someone basically who there was always someone complicit at the organization, too, that had to, uh, yeah. whether yeah. it was a test proctor or someone who was, had the authority to stop it was always in on it. So in a world of gray area, right, the, the way I've sort of been parsing this is let's say you have a child who meets all the entrance requirements, although either is not going to get in or can't be guaranteed a spot. So you decide, okay, I'm going to find the side door. Who can I bribe at this institution to let my child in? I, that's, I kind of, that's kind of the, that's the first gray area. But all these cases are the next level down, which is my child would not qualify to enter this organization to okay, enter this yes. academic institution. So I'm going to go through several levels of fraud. <laughs> I mean, 
let's be clear about this. I mean, people should go to jail for this shit. If I was any of these institutions, I would press charges as hard as I could press them. And I imagine Yale's got a serious lawyer crew <laughs> that they can sick onto you. And as USC probably does, or any of these, you know, Georgetown, I'm sure they've got plenty of lawyers that are willing to like rake you over the coals for this. But the, the levels of fraud are amazing. The, you know, from the test prep where they, where they, they have your kid quote unquote diagnosed with some sort of learning like a, a learning disability, know. yeah. So they like get special sort of dispensation a, for taking yeah. the SAT. Right, so they could take the SAT somewhere else. Yeah. And that proctor gets paid off, and then yeah. they get other people take your test for you. Yeah. And then... One smart f- guy. One really smart SAT guy. <laughs> I love suits. The first, you know, the first... <laughs> yeah. You know, they get, they, get, they get suits to come in there and take so, your test for you. It's funny that you bring that up, because I thought of suits as well. And it made me wonder if somebody who wrote suits or the creator of suits knew about this at USC. It was like, Hey, so there's this guy that takes these SATs for all these kids. I think test taking, I think test taking fraud is age old. Yeah. I mean, it might even happened in suits, right? Where, well, that's or, his job early on. Yeah. But, he, yeah. but the story is like some guy's taking a test in like 300, like in a, in a class, like an auditorium of 300 people. Uh-huh. And he goes down to the thing and the guy's like, are you in this class? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I've never seen you in this class. He's like, yeah. It's like, whatever. He says, and then the guy says to the teacher, well, do you know my name? And he says, well, no. And then he just yeah. shoves the test in the middle of the stack and like yeah. walks out. Right. Like yeah. you can't, you can't. So the, the test taking thing's amazing. The other piece is the whole sports angle. Yeah, where they made them into fake, fake sport, like <laughs> just I like I'm gonna Photoshop their faces into photos of them, other people playing sports in order to like you get to pay off the coaches to bring them in as quote unquote recruits. Right. So my first read on this was uh, basically that rich people just are like they can't get over this idea that their money cannot buy everything, and so anytime they run into this, they are looking for some nefarious way to if they're you know certain not everyone obviously. Um, but like things are already generally rigged in the favor of the rich and wealthy in this country. Yeah. But now it's like they got to have the extra bespoke, like unfair advantage to the nth degree. Like my, you saw the quote, my families want a guarantee of admissions. Right. Mm-hmm. And that they, it's this idea that they want what they want and won't accept that money can't buy this too. Right. Now the, I think there's an even deeper reason here. There's like another layer here because there's a reason those rich families want their children to go to certain schools, right? I mean, their their kid could get accepted to other places. I'm sure that the that the Giannulli children, <laughs> by the way, Lori Laughlin, she's married to Massimo Giannulli of T-shirt Massimo fame. Yes, <laughs> which is I didn't mean to drag great. us away from the sports part, though. But okay, but anyway, the but the the larger the larger there's a bigger piece here, which is to say that my child needs to go to these institutions specifically. Right. And so I'm ready to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And, and they have to get minted, right? You have to say, it's not enough to say, you know, your child went to an okay school and did really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be able to produce a Harvard or which- a Princeton or a Stanford. I mean, these are, these are important pieces of paper to produce in your social circle, you know, as well as, you know, down the road. And that's the screwy part, right? Because that's where your priorities are just totally fucked up. And like there was a, I, I saw a study today that where they went a fairly detailed study about if you were admitted to an Ivy league school, but chose not to go there, like, did it change your earning potential? And the, the fact was no. So their example was if you got admitted to Harvard, but went to Penn state that ultimately it was about you anyway. So what you describe really is the only reason to do something like this, which is it's about the way the parent makes the parents feel about where their kids goes to school and nothing mm-hmm. to do with the kid itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, so I will have to say that my wife did go to an Ivy <laughs> and one of the Ivies in question. <laughs> so as a Yale grad, I, I asked her, you know, it's like, how do you feel about this? Cause she, earned her way in she didn't Uh have any you know she had good grades she had you know she had she had some other skills she you know 
gone to high school overseas. I mean, there was there was a lot of reasons. She was from Oregon. You know, mm-hmm. these are all these things sort of kind of, you know, get packaged and then, you know, put in front of admissions. Right. So she got in the normal way. So when you when you when I asked her, I said, well, how do you feel about this? And she says, it's just I mean, it feels like it doesn't it feels like there are a lot of people who are who, you know, who do get in this, who get in sort of because of family money. But she's you know, she's on the mind that a lot of the people that she went to school with are just people who applied and did it the right way, quote unquote, the right way. Well, so that goes back to your comment about the lawyers. I, I got to assume there's a bunch of people who worked their ass off to get into these schools, went to law school, all this other stuff, and are pissed as hell that now their reputation has been sullied along with their school. Right. Now now you get the side eye. Oh, you went to USC. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah, huh? I wonder how you got in there, blah. Right. Who's your dad? <laughs> but that's the... Uh, and I think that I think that it's it's unfair. I mean, this, this lawsuit is what? 40, like 40 people? Like, like less that, yeah. than 40 families? I mean... Thousands of thousands upon thousands of people get right. admitted to these schools every year. So it's not like it's, I don't think it's rampant, but this case is just so juicy. Yeah. It really is. And and famous people are involved. It right. just was, it just checked all the boxes for, you know, a hot button issue this week. It did remind me that Felicity Huffman is a handsome woman. <laughs> Um, and no, wait, a minute, how come Macy's sitting around at home while Felicity Huffman's in jail? Am I supposed to? No, he went believe? to the hearing. <laughs> he went to the hearing, but he didn't get cuffed. Oh, he didn't. I thought he got. No, he's too. not named. Okay. I think he is. I think he's. I looked at. It, I was like, "What? She gets named? He didn't get named? I don't know. Maybe she handles the you know the family stuff. The family yeah, stuff. Yeah, and and the bubbling up of whatever Lori Laughlin's kid. I mean, that she's just she's just the worst of the. Of, <laughs> Of the Kardashian wannabe, you know, Instagram influencer, just terrible. Just a, just, just an awful, just an awful look. Just, it's really bad. So I have a lot of, hold on, I have a lot to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been waiting for you to bring up Olivia Jade because did you see her Instagram post? So so something I saw somebody call her out for was you got admitted to this college and then you start immediately doing a, like an Amazon prime ad like for the stuff being delivered to your dorm room mm-hmm. so they were saying like you used fraud to make like to 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 cap to you make more money to capitalize on and that's even more illegal yes um but the thing that i i wanted to point out was in that instagram post that was called out she has um her initials in like you know artwork and her initials are OJ? So she's in this picture and it's just like OJ in her windowsill in these big letters, these artistic letters. And she's at USC. <laughs> he and did, she's from he, California. Imagine the level of ignorance to, to be to, to live in California your whole life, go to USC, have the initials OJ, and then you're gonna put those up in your dorm room like it's just fine. He did win the he did win the Heisman trophy. He did. <laughs> Does Reggie Bush get his Heisman back now? I don't know. He should. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of getting into college under sort of weird pretext. Well, anywho, the other thing that bubbled up for me about this was in one of the last things I want to say about it. Oh, the other the other thing about you said about uh, the Kardashians is that uh, I I want to say shout out to Kris Jenner, who did not bother fucking with this and just owned her situation. This is what we got. I'm not worried about Ivy League schools. We're doing this. Right. (laughs) you, those, you don't need to go to college to be an influencer. No. Let's be clear. I mean, that's, it's, you know, well, that's why it's unnecessary. Yeah. And if, that's why it's so gross about the parent feeling like they had this trophy child. Yeah. And, and then it wasn't enough for their trophy child to earn their way on. I mean, like what? Your kid can't go to Pepperdine? That camp, that campus is lovely. I don't know. There's a, there's a million great private schools that you can go to why, why are you gonna spend half a million bucks to get into usc for god's sake that's just a ridiculous the clip of the two of them uh Lori laughing and her daughter like saying hey, why do i pay all this money for your education and then laughing is is something else now that's next level <laughs> especially when there's the clip of her on instagram olivia jade that is saying like it's so hard to try in school when you don't care about anything you're learning which goes back to my earlier point about classroom learning doesn't matter if you don't care right which is why high school should really just teach you not like to be a piece of shit in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just make a porn and get on with it already. 
Jesus. Well, like, I guess the last thing for real now this time is that I just, <laughs> well, I just, we were talking about the multiple school application and that was part of my process because living in Alaska, I applied to a lot of colleges. No, mm-hmm. not, not really knowing where I wanted to go. I just knowing that I wanted to get the hell out of Alaska. Um, but I was privileged enough to be able to, you know, afford to apply to five colleges. That's like a $200 bill, right? Yeah. To pay to 40 bucks a pop. And that's in the nineties. So what does it cost now? Twice that much. Um, but that's, that's even having the money to apply for college is a bit of a privilege if you don't have disposable income. Yeah, that whole thing, that whole application process thing is whatever. I've got, I mean, why can't I fill out one college application that gets sent to? We live in an age of computers already. Yeah. For God's sake, this is ridiculous. Well, anyway, they're holding I'm, on to the past. I'm close. I'm. 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 My daughter's starting. High school next year. High school, by the way, my daughter is going to high school next year. How Sounds terrifying. You? But you know, you clearly remember when she was born, so it it happens very quickly. But the um, but yeah, so I'm just starting to get into this whole college thing. And well, I hope you put away your half a million dollars for your bribe. <laughs> she, I ain't bribing nobody, man. Community college is like like twelve dollars a credit hour. If you can't get into four year. You'll just go to community, and then you can transfer. Yeah, that's... you could juco. You can juco transfer to wherever you earn yourself into. Because there Lord are many knows, paths that you can carve for yourself in life. Lord knows, I ain't cutting a check to nobody to get her into anywhere. Did you Got see it. that the fake football player, like the school that he went to, didn't even have a football team? So right. They were making they were making him like a kicker punter. Yeah, and then and then they made some mention about how they got some kid in as a long snapper. <laughs> Can it's you like, oh yeah, two years ago we got a kid in as a long snapper. It's like what? Oh, Jesus, Co- coach, this kid, uh, this kicker you got coming in. He uh, goes to a school that doesn't have a football team. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we scouted him out. Uh, we're recruiting a self-taught punter. Yeah. <laughs> what? Apparently, a soccer star. He's a soccer star, but he's excellent at kicking a football. The whole thing comes off as as a whole like that whole liar, Mister uh, John Lovett's like yeah, and then he uh, yeah he played football <laughs> yeah. at a at a school that doesn't have a team, but uh, he's great at it. It's like oh Jesus, horrible. Well, I miss horrible really- people, horrible people doing horrible things for lots of money. They should all go to jail, jail. But for probably less time than Paul Manafort should go to jail. <laughs> Paul Manafort should go to jail the most, and but these people should go to jail for like say longer than maybe Smollett. Maybe they're all in the same sort of range. The Smollett, Jacob Wall, um, um, the other side of the aisle has threatened to kill me. Those fraud guys should go to jail for a good long while. And these people should go to jail about the same 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 length as those guys. Sure, like like malicious fraud people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like what? Manafort, if we give Manafort 10, these guys should get at least like two or three. Yeah. And I, well, I, I, I mean, not one year for, for good behavior, whatever. <laughs> three, serve one. What happened to the degrees of your felony being impacted by the amount of money that it was involved? Uh, I, don't I know. guess we gave that up when the banking crisis happened. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, finally, segment three. I missed a nice moment for segue when you were talking about your daughter applying to college. We were going to talk a little bit about coming of age movies, and this was prompted by you saw that trailer for Good Boys, and then we're, uh, saying bad things about it. So for those that don't know, Good Boys is a kind of the live action sausage party in the sense that it's, it looks like it's a, a movie for children, but it's like R rated stranger things is a good way to put it. It's really R rated. It's like a hard R and it's made by Rogan who likes to do. Seth That's why Rogan. I said sausage party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's made by those guys. Basically it's fifth grade, super bad. There you go. Yeah. And I think I'm getting a little old because I think this is a terrible idea. Why would you make elementary school super bad? Where I, I I know how if I was Seth Rogen and his friends and they're sitting around smoking pot, which is probably every hour of every day, and they say, you know what we should do? We should make super bad. Let's make it with fifth graders. Okay, let's do that. And then they make this movie. The I watched the Red Band trailer. It's vile. It's, <laughs> And it's and it's vile because it's fifth, and maybe it's because I was watching Leaving Neverland <laughs> this week. Yeah, because it's on HBO. Uh, but really, I watched all four hours of it, Ugh. and 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 then for this to come out 
like on the heels of that, I was like, this is terrible. This is, what are we doing to these children? Now, granted, they're acting in a movie, but they're acting in a movie about that has, that they F-bomb constantly throughout. There's drugs. There's sex references. There's, it's just, it's not appropriate. I mean, I mean, to I mean, it's it's a funny thought, but to actually put live action eleven year olds in this film just seems irresponsible to me. Well, to some extent, I feel like you're mischaracterizing it a little bit because yes, there's all of those subject matter, all of the subjects you brought up do come up, but the children are sort of accidentally drawn into shenanigans of others because they're trying. I mean, like the the, the trailer sort of sketches out this idea that. They're trying to learn how to kiss for some party they're going to, like, and that okay. they're trying to spy on his, like, neighbor or whatever. Sure. And and that sort of gets them involved in like, like the the teenage hijinks uh, or young adult hijinks right. that they shouldn't otherwise be involved in. Right. And there's a there's a duffel bag full of sex toys. Right. And there's drugs that the they, trailer. I they, mean, they, I laughed a lot. <laughs> There are funny jokes in the thing, but what I'm saying is the I think it's I think from a from a from an idea standpoint is heinous. It's really it really it's just I mean there's no if you can explain if you could if you could explain to me in in so many words why this is a good idea. I I'll listen. I I don't I don't think you can convince me. I don't know why it, it, they even start the the trailer with this joke where Seth Rogen's like, "Well, we have this trailer. You're in this movie, but you can't see this movie." Right. It's for adults. It's for adults, but it started like these eleven, twelve year old boys. And like I said, maybe I watched a little too much Leaving Neverland, but <laughs> I, well, it's I don't just think that adults. Ever... It's adults putting it's adults putting children. In situations that they needn't have to deal with as eleven-year-olds, I don't care if they're actors in Hollywood. I don't care if, I mean, there's just too much news in 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 the, in that goes around Hollywood this these days of children being taken advantage of by horrible adults, and to put children in a movie like this doesn't seem doesn't just doesn't feel right to me. And 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 like I said, maybe it's because I'm getting older, but. I just I just can't be convinced that this is a good idea. So your primary complaint with it is that you don't you feel like the children who are in it are feeling are being exploited? I think that the whole I think that the whole I think that the whole What if it was CGI? It, what if it was animated? What if it was exactly the same but it was basically an animated movie? Different. It's no. different for you? Because no, that's, that's really what yes I want to no. get to here, here. Because what is the difference between this? Because I can understand if you're saying my beef is with the exploitation of the child actors. I actually I don't really disagree with you about that, and it makes me feel sort of, you know, I don't know how their parents are, right? Like if it's a low hand situation where your or, parents are or bad, it's just, or just like my kid gets a my kid gets to act in a in a in a feature film made by famous people, and like you know, I mean that's that's part of it. They they want to have a career in acting, so let's take this gig. Yeah, but who knows what those kids are like, right? I mean, sort of their level of innocence kind of matters, right? Their level of precociousness and understanding of the context of the material they're given, it matters. So if if you know, for instance, that they're able to process what they're reading in the same way that you talk about there are things you hear but you know but cannot say to your children with regard to language, mm-hmm. that's that's a contextual processing thing. You're telling them, this thing exists, it's not for you, and so I need you to not reproduce it. So... I feel like that's not much different than what we're talking about with these kids, but you have to judge as a, as a person who's in charge, whether or not your child is uh, appropriately equipped to handle that. And I think that that is where I start to be concerned that you don't know how responsible the parents are. And if they're not responsible, like I say, a low, I think that I think, I think responsible or not responsible. I just think that it's, I think that it's that it's just inappropriate to put kids into this, into these, into this situation, even if it's, even if it's played for laughs. I mean, it's just not, I mean, that's, that's part of the shock value, right? It's that it's the, the shock value is all in the fact that this is happening to fifth graders. Well, it's kind of never not funny to hear kids like do like adult swearing or like have innocent takes on the adult world. Like the way they, they, when they get exposed to things they shouldn't be exposed to in the movie, their reactions are where the comedy is, right? Oh my God. What is the, why, you know, like, where they find the porn and the kids like how many husbands does she have like that's that's right. funny 
the funny joke. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, I just like I said, I don't think it was. I think I don't think it. I just don't think I don't. It doesn't sit right with me. I can't. I can't make it sit right in my brain. That's all. That's. I mean. And if okay. you if you decide to go see it and it's funny and and you and you and you like oh, it, oh, I won't then, see it in the theater. Then oh, <laughs> if you see it when it comes out on cable or however, if you decide to view this movie and you think you end up thinking it's funny, I mean, I think Superbad is hilarious. Superbad's great. But you know, again, it's a you know, it's played by you know the the kids are graduating high school seniors. They're essentially either seventeen or eighteen years old. It's you know they're they're legally adults, right? Sure. So whatever happens to them there is fine. And again, it's the same with, and if we wanted to, if we had like a couple of minutes to talk about sort of the, I think I grew up in the golden age of the teen sex comedy. Like the eighties was, you know, for people who got to watch things like hard bodies, <laughs> which, or something like risky business. Sure. Like risky business is high school, like high school seniors on a bit of a, on a bit of a sexual adventure featuring <laughs> drugs and hookers and, you know, guns and whatever. It's a, it's a classic. Sure. But it's different if it was being done by fifth graders. I don't know. In adventures in babysitting, children get pulled into a crime ring through no fault of their own. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So I know you wanted to talk a little bit about coming of age movies. Did you have? Uh, you kind of had a loose idea of, of putting together a, a top list, or what, I just I don't know how like you I said, I just had, I just had, I just like I said, I grew up in the in that in the in the eighties. I mean, like Porky's. Do you remember? Sure. Do you, are you familiar with the Porky's? I'm familiar uh, with Porky's. <laughs> Again, uh, high school kids running around. There's a lot of there's there's a there's a lot of older women, younger men movies in the. In, in the 80s. There's like, uh, there's, um, well, there's Vision Quest, which is the classic teen falls in love with an older woman, has, gets to have sex. Like, she has sex with a high school kid. <laughs> I like, think that's a pretty see? common, like, uh, young man fantasy when they can't get attention from women their age. It's this idea that, well, women my age don't like me. But an old woman would want me because I'm young, and it doesn't matter what else there is about me. My youth is enough to carry the day. Right. Yeah. Right. But yes. But of course, you flip that. You flip that. You flip that script, and it's you know that guy goes to jail forever, and it becomes the most vile movie ever made in the history yeah. of ever. Lolita. <laughs> it becomes <laughs> it becomes the crush. Oh wait a minute, that's that's completely different. Um, you know, I think there's a do you, class. Do you remember class? No, it's a Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy movie. No, <laughs> like that might be pre- too out there for me. Yeah, that's early '80s. Jacqueline Bissett, who was a hot older woman. Anyway, they have this whole thing. There's um, what else? There's like <laughs> Zapped. Do you remember Zapped? Now, I'm not I'm not gonna cape up for Scott Bayo because he's obviously a loon. Blah blah blah. But Zapped was an absolute classic, and if you were a young kid who had HBO. In the early '80s, you watched a lot of Zap because you know it's basically a kid who gets powers, and of course, can't be trusted. Uh, the, I don't uh, know that. I don't know that either. No, but I do want to see Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> big. It's just the. Uh, I, I like how they're playing it. I like how they're playing it as big. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to Shazam as well. But I doubt new that trailer, he's gonna, not quite as strong. I doubt that he's going to have sex in that. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the See? funniest part? Isn't that the funniest part about Big though? Is the fact that Elizabeth McGovern essentially has sex with a twelve-year-old boy? Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins. Sorry. Okay. Um, Elizabeth no, the Perkins. weird part, the the, the, other... the funny part, is when he goes back and waves at her. Yeah, and she's like, and... she's like, oh my god. Yeah, and then she's like sort it. of like, oh well, thanks for the dick with a little wave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. I hope that doesn't happen to Shazam. Well, I thought you were going to ask me for mine too, so I put together All right, a quick go list. Ahead. Uh, yeah, knock I just, me out. So I, I tend to be a fan, I guess, of the the moment in time. So obviously, Dazed and Confused pops up if you call that a coming of age movie. Oh yeah, or definitely. is it just a teen comedy? I don't know what the difference is, truthfully. Yeah, I don't know. I would say that is was super bad. A coming of age movie? I think so. So is Can't Hardly Wait a coming of age movie? Can't, wait, wait, Can't Hardly is Can't Hardly Wait the other party movie? That's with, the with is, Mike is that, Dexter. Is that with the? Uh, is that with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt? It is. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Seth yeah, Green. That right. Yes. That's yeah. a great movie. That is a good movie. Who's the who's the who's Ethan the Embry? Male lead? Oh, Ethan Embry, that's right. And so Empire Records is also on my list. Empire Records is it's not it's not rewatchable. It's not good. I I I watched it I probably watched it about a year ago and I was it's like not- <laughs> It's it's hard to watch again. It's it's not it's, as good as I remember it being, but it's not <laughs> unwatchable. It's rough. It's a rough watch these yeah, days. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not um, easy. And then I've got a couple. Like so, I had Empire Records, and then I uh, I wanted to mention um, the Way Way Back, which is a movie that came out in twenty thirteen with Sam Rockwell and a kid whose name I don't know. Um, and he's like working in the he's living at a water park. I don't remember the details, but it's a great, great movie. And it's basically about Sam Rockwell teaching this kid how to act like a man. Sam Rockwell's awesome, by the way. Yeah, right. That's it's a, it's a, Sam, it's a tour de force. Sam Rockwell. So if you like Sam Rockwell, <laughs> does he dance? Of course he dances. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. I love and then Sam the last Rockwell. one I had was uh, wet, hot American summer, which is just a personal favorite. I didn't really mm. like it. When, I, I watched the show they did the Netflix show. It wasn't, What's the movie with Ryan Reynolds where they work at like a TGI Fridays? Is that is that with is that with Ryan Reynolds? I don't and know. And Justin Long, they work in like a Denny's. They work in like a TGI Fridays. Isn't that waiting? Waiting. No. Yeah. Wait. Wait. No. Is it called waiting? Yeah, it's know. waiting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one where they're, a, and they're constantly yeah. showing each other their wieners? That's like the big running joke throughout the 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 movie where. You make somebody look at your penis. <laughs> yes, that should be our official movie, The Batwing. It's not their penis. He's, they're they're stretching out their scrotums, <laughs> so that it looks like a the wing of a bat. Right. By the way, modern HR practices don't really don't really allow for such behavior anymore. Uh, I don't even think it was okay in two thousand. <laughs> This should be our official movie, though, because I looked it up while we were talking, and the name of the restaurant is Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Oh, my God. <laughs> With a Z. Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans. Anyway. I don't know. They don't make them like that anymore. I guess it was a different time and a different place, so oh, I, mean, I don't know. You should walk around and start giving people the bat wing and see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll, <laughs> let me try that. <laughs> I guess, I mean, how long? I think I'll probably get prison. How long do you think I'm going to get prison for? That'd be great. I'll well, be now you put me into this rat hole where I feel like the bat. If I recall correctly, that part of the <laughs> thing with the bat wing is that if you flick it, like because if you look at it, you have to do something. Something happens to you. But if you're able to like flick it while it's exposed, you are the winner. It's like is that it? Was that it? I thought it was just that they pulled down their pants and then they showed you their penis and then you looked at it and then they called you an f word. They called you the. Uh, they called you a derogatory term for homosexual. So. <laughs> There is the penis game is part of it, but there's definitely, uh, as I started to type waiting movie Batwing, it autofilled. So, <laughs> it is a thing. And the first clip that comes up is take a look at the Batwing bitch on YouTube. So, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, All that's right. De- that's, that's depraved. But again, it's adults working in a shitty TGI Fridays. And so it works. It's fine. All right, well, we're already running long, and it's time for the OT, and that means... Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! (laughs) Dad jokes of the week. Woo! I'm going to move quickly, because we have not respected the timer tonight. (laughs) That's fine. We had a lot to to unpack tonight. We did. Uh, All right, these are bad. (laughs) An officer pulled me over for driving in circles. I was just going for a little spin. Woohoo. Why did the cookie go to the doctor? It was feeling crummy. I was spending time on that. What is the best dressed fish? I don't know. The swordfish always looks sharp. <laughs> that one I rewrote, which was because I actually wanted to put it into joke construction. The original is the swordfish the swordfish is the best dressed fish. It always looks sharp. Just like oh. a statement. Got it. Uh, what vegetable needs a plumber? A leek? What's musical and handy in a supermarket? A Chopin list. A Chopin list. Yes. <laughs> you know, a buddy of mine uh, in like elementary school, his dad had one of those. Ma- I say his dad because um, he just his dad was there. There was there was no All mom. Right. Um, 
had a magnetic shopping list on his fridge that said Chopin list. And that was like really? the first pun I was ever exposed to. So his dad had dad jokes back when we were in like fourth grade. He was a dad. Yeah. Chopin that's list. Nice. All right. Uh, and then my favorite for the week that's not the, the in non-popsicle edition. All right. Uh, why do kangaroos, or no, sorry, why do people love koalas? Because? They have many fine koalities. <laughs> <laughs> many fine koalities. <laughs> see, that's a, see, that joke's clunky because they use koala and then koala again in the punchline. You have to, like, work around that. Like, there's, there's got to be a way to work around that. Well, right. The right way to think is to say, um, like why are marsupials so popular at the zoo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have many, many fine, fine qualities. qualities. All right. I have my... Wait, I have no. Joke. I got the popsicle stick joke. Oh, here. the popsicle stick joke. I forgot. Why did the inches obey the yardstick? He was their ruler. <laughs> uh, is a yardstick a ruler? Sure. It's a, of course it's a ruler. It's just a yard long. It's literally I a I just yard think, long ruler. I just think of like a ruler is like the foot long, that a yardstick is its own thing. It's I guess they're all rulers. Still a ruler. Uh, fine. I have a I have a related joke as far as uh, testa, you know, um, cheating. Testes? That's my Yeah, my jo- no, my joke, my my joke, my additional joke, my dad joke today. Yeah. It's Star Wars related. Okay. How do X-wing pilots cheat on their exams? I don't know. They copy Red Leader. That. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's a good joke, by the way. It's pretty good. Yeah. See, that's I, uh, a, that's the kind of dad jokes they should be writing in this calendar. Quality dad jokes. I still. Uh, I now when the kids when I say I drop them off and I, I tell them I'm like I love you have a good day and they're like I love you too and I'm like that's a copy and they love it so I stole it from the Spider Verse. Oh, that's a copy. That's a copy. All right. Well, what's the actual OT? I just wanted to talk real quick about... So, there's an updated trailer for the live-action Aladdin with Blue Will Smith. And you already stepped all over us on Twitter. So, I have the same take Nobody follows me on Twitter. Everybody, okay. <laughs> I have the same take that you had, which is it. It looks a lot better now uh, than it did in the stills they released with Blue Genie. It's got a lot of... There's a lot of charm in that in that trailer. I mean, there's a lot of good things happening. A lot of good things I didn't think would happen. I think that the thing that I like to see is the fact that um, when Will Smith appears in the rest of the movie, I don't think he's blue the whole movie. Right. I think he's blue when he comes out of the thing, and I think he's probably not blue the rest of the way, which, or maybe he's blue at the end or something, but I'm not sure. So that that made me feel better. Right. Limited blue Will Smith seemed like a positive. Limited blue Will Smith looked better. And the and the and the male and the female leads are both quite charming. And then this they then they sing the song and I was like, Ooh, hey, all right. I think good things are happening here. So I'm uh I'm not I'm not uh I'm not a hard pass on Aladdin anymore. I'm sort of like a, I don't know, if nothing else is happening, I might go down I might take the kids to see Aladdin. Why not? I felt similar similarly, except I really don't like Jafar. He's not he, nearly menacing enough. Oh man, because the original Def- Jafar is so awesome. Right. Like the voice, the voice actor, who the, whoever that guy is, psh, out of this world, right? Yeah, the other Jafar seems kind of generic, doesn't he? The movie Jafar, the, yeah. the uh, live action Jafar, he came, uh, yeah. Doesn't I've been really... saying, calm yourself, Iago, for like 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> and are you going to miss Gilbert Gottfried at all? Are we going to miss him at all? Probably not. <laughs> you know, the, the live action... I'm molting! <laughs> I guess... Uh, um, oh, no, the, the quote escapes me now. There's... Whatever. I like that, you know, and then I'll stuff the crackers in your mouth. Like that whole oh, right. part. That yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It, it seemed it seemed good. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be wrong about stuff like that. I'm happy to think, oh, that's going to suck. And then... And then the the people pull a trailer and like okay I think you may have one eighty me on this so Maybe. I'm feeling pretty I'm feeling pretty good about Aladdin live action Aladdin so and I liked uh, let's see I guess I saw I I guess I saw the other ones so uh, Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast are the only other live action ones right uh, I am I missing one there, well I mean do you count the Alice in Wonderland stuff no okay. Are you but, talking about Disney specifically? Yeah, Disney specific live I action so. remakes. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought both of those were pretty good. I thought I thought Cinderella was was really good. I thought Beauty and the Beast was only okay. I agree. But I thought it was I thought I it mean, was okay. Yeah. Do you count the 101 Dalmatians? 
that counts, right? Jungle no, Book. they're not princess. They're not princess. They're not princess movies. Jungle Book. No, if you're not a Disney princess, you don't count. Okay. I mean, but, Alice uh, in Wonderland is technically a remake of a Disney movie. But there's a Disney Alice in Wonderland animated movie. Yeah, but anytime like. Bird so again, is not princess. Is weird. Yeah, not princess. She's not princess. She's not official princess. That's Sorry. Fair. All right. You don't qualify, Alice. All right. Well, I think that's it, right? That is it. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod. Please know that we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next time with more shenanigans with a Z. And until then, peace. peace.